Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fellow bespectacled American. <laughs> it's a new thing for me. What do you got? Nearsighted, farsighted? Presbyopia. What's that? I just need it to read. Oh, to read. Okay, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I need it to see far. Plus a touch of astigmatism, I found out, just to, I guess, keep life interesting. Oh, yeah. But of course, Jay, we are not here to talk about our eyesight or lack thereof. We're here to talk about something else. Do you know what that thing is? Getting fed? We're here to talk about cats. Yes. That's, I'm trying to think with my cat's mind. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Channeling the cat. I love it. So let's talk about cats. Cats. Let's talk about cats. All right, this is another episode of Let's Talk About Cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Phillips Sandy. My cat is Grendel, and I am here with a New York legend, a New York broadcasting legend, whose voice is such that when I heard him coming off the elevator, I was like, I know that voice. You are a DJ. You are a commentator. You're a hip-hop expert. You are a video blogger at illdoctrine.com. You are Jay Smooth. Yes, thank you. That's a very generous intro. Thank you. But you know what? The most important attribute you have is that you are the companion, uh, friend, owner of a cat named Wallace. Wallace. We're going to talk so much about you and Wallace in just a little bit, but right now, I would love it if you could introduce us to Wallace by giving us his five-word memoir. Snuggles That Grew From Concrete. That's a book I would read. If Wallace ever writes an autobiography, I think he needs to call it that. That genuinely is a five-word memoir. It is time for a segment that we call the cat quiz. So there's a prize at stake. There's no time limit, but you do have to answer, shall we say, briskly. You got it? Okay. Today's cat quiz, Jay Smooth, how much do you know about cats and racism? Are you ready? Okay. Question number one. For the upcoming live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp, Janelle Monet is creating a new, less racist version of which song? I think I only know the scene where they're both slurping the strand of spaghetti. The answer is the Siamese cat song. Oh. If you saw the original animated version, uh, it's not so good. Question number two. In a 2018 viral video titled Racist Cat, a cat named Play-Doh appears to do what when shown photos of black people? Vomit because hiss or scratch is too obvious. He meowed angrily. Uh. But in Plato's defense, this was fake. It was a photoshopped video. Uh, Plato loves all people, I-, I assume. They always do the cats wrong in these viral videos. I know. Question number three, this is true or false. True or false, Jay Smooth. People are biased against black cats and are less likely to adopt them from shelters. I'm going to say I believe that's real. The ASPCA looked into this longstanding myth. They did a study. They did some research. They found that black cats account for 31% of shelter adoptions compared to gray cats, only 20%, and brown cats, only 18%. Per usual, I don't know that they looked at those cats who are many colors or different colors. All right, question number four. Who said this quote? 
Racism is a dated concept. It's like a bouncing ball in a room with two cats or something when you don't feel like playing with a cat. I think Maru said that. It was Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd make that face. All right, question number five. You're doing great. Here we go. Which legendary civil rights leader and politician got over 30,000 likes in 2016 when he tweeted out a photo of himself in his driveway playing with two extremely cute, fluffy cats? John Lewis. Jay Smooth, you are correct. It was Representative John Lewis. Shout out to Georgia's 5th District. You win the cat quiz. Jay, tell the people what I'm handing you. Oh, this is a lovely photo of John Lewis from the Deep South playing with these two wonderful-looking, very furry cats. And I will say, John Lewis never tweeted out another photo of himself with those cats, so I do think if you're listening from from Georgia, you need to get in touch with him. Uh, Demand that he do his job as your representative and give us more cat photos. So you can hang that in your home. This is wonderful. Now it's time for a segment that we call, Hey, You Need a Cat. And Jay, this is where you and I address a celebrity who doesn't have a cat and let them know why they should have a cat. You ready? Yes. So today we're going to be talking to one of the greatest forces in popular culture and music of all time, in my opinion. She's an icon. Missy Elliott. You're familiar. Very. Okay. So I want to give you a little bit of background. Missy Elliott does not have a cat. And she has talked about how pets are family. So I know that Missy has a love for pets. And I started thinking, why has Missy Elliott never had a cat? I found out. Do you want to know why? Yes. In a 2010 tweet to a fan who asked her about cats, Missy replied, and I'm quoting, No cats. They scare me. I went to Chili's house one day and her cat scratched my ass. Chili, of course, being the C in TLC. And shout out to you, Chili, a cat lady and her cat, Kene, is on her Instagram, so do check that out. And Chili, come on the show anytime you want. But I think this is a common thing, right, where people have a bad experience with a cat, and then it kind of turns them against cats. And I feel like this might be what happened to Missy Elliott. I feel like that happens constantly, and it's constantly reinforced by the role that cats play in every meme and viral video where a cat will be acting out, clearly to a cat person based on some sort of distress But it'll be portrayed in the meme as, oh, look at these cats. Right. When I think of Missy Elliott, I think open-minded. I think visionary. I think unafraid. I want her to open her mind to the possibility that not all cats are like Chili's cat. It should be right in her wheelhouse because she's such an incredible voice for being independent and singular. And Do you know how Missy Elliott sleeps? This sounds like a bad joke. I do not. She takes cat naps. I'm not joking. She has said this in interviews on social media that one of the secrets of her success is that she just rests when she needs to and she gets up, she gets back to work. I feel like catnap is a misnomer because my cat naps for many hours at a time. I will tell you also, uh, I don't know if you saw her episode of MTV Cribs. Did you catch it? I feel like I must have, but I don't remember. So according to MTV Cribs, which is one of the most trusted sources uh, in journalism, Missy Elliott's house contains a huge double-sided fish tank. It screams out for a cat to me. Imagine a cat curled up on a big soft couch with Missy Elliott watching the fish tank. Like, is that perfect or what? I think that is a beautiful vision. And you know what else? I think that Missy deserves it because I think she deserves 
all the love that the world has. And there's a lot of love in cats. Do you think Wallace could convince Missy Elliott to become a cat person? Absolutely. Okay. Maybe you need to invite her over. I, that sounds good. I just need about six months to get my apartment to a state <laughs> where I'd feel comfortable with that. I mean, I guess if, if you know Missy Elliott and you're listening right now and you have a really great cat, please invite Missy over and let her spend some quality time with the cat. And, you know, I think just see what happens. To me, it's going to be magic. We've decided this. It's settled now. <laughs> you know, you would think, because she did that whole Super Bowl thing with Katy Perry in 2015. And, like, say what you will about Katy Perry, and I've said some things. She loves cats, and she's got some really cute cats. So, I don't know. Maybe Katy didn't feel like it was her place to say that. But I feel like it's my place. So... <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, Jay, it's time for my favorite segment of the show, The Reason We Are Here. Let's talk about your cat. Yes. And before we get into the nitty-gritty details of you and Wallace, I want to take you back to a video that you made some time ago about cat politics. And um, you said, and this is a great quote, that cats are highly engaged citizens. Peeing on the bed is the language of the unheard. I felt that. Um is that Wallace's form of dissent, or does he prefer other other ways of showing you his, his protest? He has never done that, but I'm about to take my first extended trip out of town, so th- this will be the big test, I this guess. Will be the big, so if you come home, right. It, but, I, it, you know, that, that thing that you said, it made me think about the different cats that I've had and the different ways they approach protest. My, my late cat, Milo, he was a conscientious objector. Like, he would just, it was, he would go limp dead weight, you know, you're trying to drag him into the carrier and he just, you know, stiffens his legs and arms so you can't wedge him in there. My current cat, Grendel, I mean, she is like tearing it up. She's screaming. Uh, I don't think any number of WTO police could get her in the carrier if they tried. So I would love to know uh, from listeners, if if your cat has an interesting form of protest, please let us know about it. Um, And Jay, please do update us when you get back from your trip. I definitely will. My previous cat uh, who passed, Tika, her fight or flight instinct was all fight. When I when I got my when I got my coffee grinder for the first time and turned it on and discovered how loud it was, she instantly was on the counter trying to kill me and oh. the grinder. I'm killing something. It's gonna be your ankle if nothing else is available. you know, was introduced to your fans through a video in March 2017, and you very, very wisely put him in your Patreon announcement video, which I thought was a genius move. 
for a minute there, it seemed like maybe you were going to go down a little road of making more Jay Wallace uh, uh, co-star videos. Is he more of a background player now? Is that is that kind of his thing, or was that your decision? He doesn't like when I project my voice for the camera. Oh, no. So whenever I try to get him in the frame and then start acting out my monologue, he sort of wanders away. Can I, can I give you an idea? Yes. Whispering with Wallace. <laughs> we could do ASMR videos. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> ASMR, but like you're actually talking about important issues. Right. So like, you know, people are kind of being lulled, but also learning. Um, so how did you and Wallace meet? Well, I met him uh, not too long after Tika passed. Um, and a friend of mine out in Brooklyn, one of my fellow cat people, had found him, uh, I think, in the alley behind her apartment. And it was just at the point where I'd gone through the grief process enough that I was ready to, uh, I think, fill, fill that hole again. And where did the name Wallace come from? So um, Wallace is my third cat that I've had since I've lived on my own. And each of the other two cats, Tricky and Tika, were uh, named after Prince or Prince references. Um, Tika, uh, Prince's sister is named Tika. I didn't know how it was pronounced at the time, so I <laughs> named it uh, Tika. And That's great. Tricky is a more obscure reference from Under the Cherry Moon. Um, so I had that tradition of tying things into Prince, but then uh, my partner June, who passed away in 2015, we had just adopted two cats named uh, Bodie and Kima, uh, which are, of course, references to The Wire. Um, and I feel like she uh, definitely nailed the two best uh, cat names from The Wire. I was going to say, those are great cat they're names. They're perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're not, because you can't do one of the big characters yeah. like Omar yeah. or <laughs> Avon. Yeah. That's too much pressure. And that you could do something like Bubbles, but that sounds like a cat name, yeah, right. so it's two on the nose. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I thought she hit the sweet spot. So I really wanted to find uh, switch over to finding a name that sort of connected to that and honored that. Um, and then... It so happened that I was adopting Wallace right around the time of March 9th, which uh, in the hip-hop world is universally known as the day that Biggie Smalls passed. His real name is Christopher Wallace. Right. So that correlated with Wallace from The Wire. Right. And then my good friend pointed out uh, that for really hardcore Prince fans, uh, for many years the holy grail of unreleased recordings was a track named Wally. So we had a... a a triple entendre of the Wire reference, Biggie Smalls reference, and a Prince reference. So it all and and I was able to bring him home on March 9th. Wow! So it all came around. You know, I I had, I had assumed it was a Biggie reference. I didn't. I I never would have put all of that together. That is incredible. May I ask what happened to the two cats you had just adopted with your partner? After they live with uh, June's parents now. Oh, okay, so they're doing okay. Yes. Good. Good. Does Wallace also have a nom de media? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think he has one yet. That you know of. I mean, he has many other uh, private nonsense word names sure. <laughs> that I will not divulge. <laughs> you sure you don't want to? This is, I'm telling you, this is, this is where to do it. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, if you're going back to the whispers with Wallace or the ASMR, I mean, maybe he needs, I mean, he could just be Wallace Smooth. That sounds really cool, actually. That was Wally Smooth. Wally Smooth. I would listen to that. You grew up here in New York, and... I'm curious what your relationship with cats was like growing up. I definitely grew up a cat person um, on my mom's side of the family. My mom and I had uh, four cats. Four cats. In our very small apartment. 
Uh, we grew up. I grew up in a two-room apartment with my mom. Not at all big enough for her mother and a teenage boy. Um, and we also had four cats. That is quite a lot of cat per square foot. It it was a lot, but I it was you know I was born into it. I had the metabolism That's for cat awesome. life for sure. So I want to know about Wallace's taste in music. Do you two ever disagree about what to listen to in the home? That's a good question. You know, my my cat, my companion before him, Tika, really hated the sound of high pitched electric guitar to the point where that. Uh, fight and fight reflex would kick in and, and, and Tika would attack me or the laptop. That's amazing though that, that, that Tika knew to attack you and not the thing making the sound because yeah. she knew you controlled it. Yes. <laughs> that is terrifyingly, terrifyingly intelligent. But Wallace, I have to say, we haven't found any music that he dislikes. He seems to groove with whatever I put on. That's great. Um, do you? I don't like to make assumptions about people, but I'm going to right now. I bet you have a pretty big vinyl collection. Far too big. Okay. And do you are they on shelves vertically? They are not stored properly either. Okay. Because where I'm going with this is that um, I know some cats like to use vinyl if it's shelved scratching post. Oh, yes. Um, my cat, Tricky, was definitely a vinyl scratcher. And, and not, <laughs> as, the, not, as it were. <laughs> not the kind that I appreciate on the radio. Um, but neither Tika nor uh, Wallace is really taking an interest in scratching the vinyl. Well, that's good. Um Here's a question, actually. If Wallace had his own radio show, um, what do you think it would be called and what would he play? I think, you know, in my DJ world, we have an understanding that if you need to take a long break or uh, go to the bathroom or take a little nap, you put on a Fela Kuti record <laughs> yep. because each of his songs will run 20, 25 minutes. So I suspect that Wallace will be playing a lot of Fela because <laughs> he has brief spurts of being really hyperactive. He'd run through about 20 songs in one minute, <laughs> and then he'd want to sit and recline for a long time. I know a lot has changed for you in recent years since you left WBAI. Uh, has Wallace advised you as you chart your new path in media? He, you know, he's he's a constant, positive, reassuring presence, which I really appreciate. But he doesn't bring any particular advice, which is what I think I love the most about having the feline companion, is that so much of your interaction with humans, if you're in media or anything of that ilk, you have so many interactions where the person is calibrating their regard for you as a person to how hot they think your brand is. Mm, yep. like, hey, so, Jay Smooth, what are you doing these days? Okay, that's not, I'm, I'm going to move to someone else in the room because that's, that's not impressing me. But uh, with a cat, they're never aware of uh, how self-sabotaging you're feeling at the moment, whether <laughs> your project has gotten off the ground like that's. Hey, my person is back. I'm I'm gonna get fed. This is great. You're back. I love it. So that that sort of constant source of really loving you for you and the food you provide is what I really love. Well, and that is what matters. Um, you you are known not just for I, I you know I found this online. Someone referred to you as the human hip hop Smithsonian, <laughs> which I think you should put on a T-shirt. I am also in the Smithsonian. So are you? That is are quite you really? Apt. I'm I'm the first uh, vlogger in the Smithsonian, I believe. Wow, that's I have, incredible. I have a video installation at. Uh, the uh, NMAAHC, a.k.a. the Blacksonian. But you are also known for being a really astute commenter on current events, politics, which always means that you have to be 
a close observer of these things. Um, these days, that can be um, a depressing enterprise. Does Wallace help you when you need a break from that, or is he more of an enabler? I, I will tell you, we had a guest last season who talked about how her cats would nap on her lap while she was watching Fox News uh, for her job at the uh, Colbert Report. But then, you know, you can't get up and you're stuck there watching Bill O'Reilly. So what is Wallace's uh, role in that? I think he definitely plays a role of emotional support. Um, yeah, he will make it difficult for me to uh, change the channel. That, that's definitely an issue. Or to step away. He... His favorite resting place is right on the back of my wrist when I am using the touchpad and keyboard. So I'm, I'm developing a particular kind of carpal tunnel that is derived from supporting the weight of your cat's head while also typing. Um, so, he, yeah, he, he does make it difficult for me to disengage, but I, I think there's a sort of constant uh, emotional support and... Uh, reduction of uh, the heart rate that yeah. makes it a little easier to keep track of all this madness. A lot of cats have a sort of healthy detachment. Like they observe what's happening. They're like, oh yeah, that's happening. And then they can kind of let it go. I think as humans, we sometimes get stuck in our responses to things, especially things that are upsetting or negative. Um, you know, have you, has, has being a cat person changed or shaped the way you process stuff like that, letting it go, or being able to step back when you need to. I think cats model a way of living where when it is time to demand something, they will demand it. Uh, but things that you could let go, you can let go. And I'm going to chill. As a, you know, I don't want to take sides in the cats versus dog war. Because no. even though I've never grown up with dogs, I've really grown to appreciate them a lot. But I think they need approval and validation as always defcon one right, <laughs> okay. right hey you still love me right great we're good right yes we're good now we're good we're good we're good and cats most of the time like well you know i'm I'm good for now no it's cool and then when they really want to be fed or when it's time okay i need my share of attention right and i was like okay listen yeah it's go time give me this food give me this attention and then the other 90 percent of the time they're chilling and uh leave you to your own devices um Speaking of uh, the divisive world we live in, uh, this has come up on the show before, but, you know, talking about the idea of love for animals as a sort of, you know, common ground that people have. Um, but is that is that useful um, or is it sort of misleading? Mike Pence has a cat. He's a he's a cat person. Um, you know, it's like, well, you know, Mike, Pence, but, you know, we but we both love our cats. And sometimes I feel like there's validity to that. Um, but other times I think maybe it's not so meaningful. Like, is that is that common ground meaningful? Yeah, I think there's going to be limited returns yeah, on, right? on investing too much in that. So much of the discourse around things like that is driven by people who are inside the same bubble to some extent mm -hmm. as the people that they're covering or critiquing or commenting on. And it's easy in that space to feel like, hey, well, you know, we get along in the green room, so maybe they're not mm -hmm. all bad. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that stuff is relevant at all to how we judge their public work and their impact on the world from a position of power. Right. You know, I think back to that beer summit, um, a cat summit, would that really accomplish anything? Probably not, right? People who wield power are perfectly willing to be friendly and civil with you on an interpersonal level and then go back to stripping your rights once they go sit at the desk again. Um, Mike Pence's cat, if you're listening, you know what you need to do. Um, okay, so thinking about the current political landscape, um, do you have a sense of what 
the current sort of ideology of cats is or how they might operate as a constituency? I mean, I think cats have a very clear focus on making sure that your basic needs in life are met. So I think things like Medicare for all, making sure that we all have a living wage would be high on their list. And uh, they wouldn't be afraid to be very vocal. I think they'd be there very early in the morning. <laughs> up, up at the crack of dawn to get to stuff demand, done. To demand those <laughs> basics. Yes. I'm 90% sure I've said this on the show before, but I truly believe that if we passed legislation that made it so that anybody who wanted to have a cat uh, had to be able to have one, we would eradicate poverty, uh, you know, hunger, all of these things, because in order to support a cat's needs, you need to have all of those needs met yourself uh, if you want to be able to provide a cat a good home. So I feel like you know, uh, some sort of like pro-cat ownership legislation could be a kind of sneaky backdoor into getting all of those things that people genuinely need because you need those also to support the cat. So that's my platform for 2020. I am available as a write-in candidate um, if anybody, you know, wants to think about that. So as a lifelong cat person, um, did you, at an early age, identify as a cat person? Um, what does being a cat person mean to you? Right. I'm, I'm, I have definitely self-identified as a cat person probably as long as I've been old enough to formulate that thought. Uh, and, you know, I grew up a very uh, introverted, isolated kid. Um, so being able to feel like intuitively I could communicate with a cat uh, build trust with them, be able to read their language and communication, sort of learn how to pet them and snuggle with them and read their signals and feel like, you know, we're building a relationship. That was a actually a really meaningful thing for me while I was growing up, feeling like being able to build a rapport with humans was a sort of strange, forbidding thing for me a lot when I was growing up as a kid. Um, so that I think that sort of I got to model how I'd like to be able to connect and build community with humans from having that relationship with cats growing up. That probably sounds really sad. No, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it, no, that doesn't sound sad at all. That sounds great because how lucky are we that these creatures are in our lives and give us this gift? I mean, my experience is very similar to yours. Uh, I just I feel very grateful for that personally. They were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were a, 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 a tremendous, uh, <laughs> tremendous gift to me growing up for sure. And I think uh, I've devoted a lot of my life in public work on a human level to sort of using media, art, music, creative work to build a space for community where we as people can get to do that with each other. So, Jay, we've reached the end of our conversation. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to Wallace, who's listening at home? Wallace? I feel like we understand each other pretty well, Wallace. But I'm, I'm getting ready to take a trip. I'm not happy 
about taking this trip. I, I honestly keep thinking I want to change the flight so that I won't be gone for six days. <laughs> oh, it's six days? You were right. I thought it was like... <laughs> you thought it was a month. I thought you were going to be gone for weeks. Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Six days is a long time to be apart from your cat. It's a, Yeah, it's. A, <laughs> I, I think two is the max mm-hmm. up, up until now. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be back, Wallace. Okay. I'll have people coming over. <laughs> Um, all right, we have a shout out, and today's shout out is to Violet the Trash Cat in Valley Stream, New York. Uh, she was rescued from a street in Queens and moved out to the suburbs. And her people tell me, quote, our other cats weren't too friendly to her, so now she lives a peaceful life in the basement where she destroys everything but is generally pretty happy. So, Violet, shout out to you. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, if you know a cat who deserves a shout out, send us an email, shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Tell me the cat's name, where they live, and any message you would like included. Let's talk about cats. Jay Smooth, where can people find you online? Let's shout out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash illdoctrine, where you can see uh, my new video work as well as I have uh, just started my radio show again independently, and I'll be putting up archives of it there. There are other projects in the works as well you'll be hearing about soon. And you can also just search Jay Smooth on your favorite social media platform. You come up. Um, and, of course, we will put links to all of those things on the show notes page, which is on our website at letstalkaboutcats.com. While you're there, do me a favor. Sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's called Let's Talk More About Cats. I've been making some playlists. Um, you never know what you're going to get, so sign up and find out. And, of course, we are on social media at L-T-A-C-P-O-D. That's at LTACpod everywhere. Jay Smith, thank you so much for talking about cats with us today. Thank you. It's been great. I'm Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is Lizzie Jacobs, who has no love for scrubs. Our theme song is by Poingley, with additional music by the English Muffins. And our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time about cats. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.